Is the royal family entertainment? Uh, they shouldn't be. Uh, that's what I think. What should they be? Um, they should just be the royal family, and we just should just not care about what mm, they do. I'd argue they should only be entertainment. Oh, boy. Okay. I, should, I argue that that's all they ought to be. Okay. They're pretense towards some kind of rulership mm-hmm. after everything we've gone through yeah in the well every century but especially the 20th century yeah i would say them just being the most expensive and actually when you think about it probably not reality show still going that's all they should be right yeah, i guess yeah probably <laughs> the reality show you can die playing oh boy Wow. Or certainly have your um, entire life ruined. Yeah. Well, two contestants are out of this game. Yeah. The Sussexes. Yes. I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. What? He's going to need a last name. They're both going to need a, a last name, right? Yeah, I mean, probably. unless they're just going to be the Markles, and I think that'd be a baller move. Yeah. But what? what's his last name? I don't know. That's a good question. Windsor? I don't know. Well, I guess by the long rope, but... Ooh, there you go. T- Spencer, right? Oh, sure. It was Diana's last name, right? Yeah. And she was, um, well, she was never a, a commoner, exactly. No. But she was, uh, before she was HRH. Yeah. Um. Yeah, what do you do? I don't know. I don't, has You're anybody... like a robot in a sci-fi movie. It's like, congratulations, you're sentient and alive. You have to pick a name. Right. You can't right. be the doctor because the BBC will sue us. Right. <laughs> that the, you're gonna be Schmushmorshin or something. But but the doctor in Voyager, he's just the doctor. Whoever whoever, whoever thought that the doctor from Voyager and uh, Harry, the one of the princes of Wales or whatever, would have the same problems? Yeah, no, I would never <laughs> have thought that. That's for sure. And it's not fighting Grendel. No, that would make sense. Yeah, it's gonna be picking a name. I know. <laughs> Has. Has anybody else like bowed out of stuff like this? Like I know uh, Prince... a real famous one. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah uh, the king did one time. Yeah, that's true. Uh, because his uh, girlfriend really liked the Nazis. All right, uh, that was a weird time. Yeah, but they said, th- okay, one in, one out. Let's have uh, instead the son of the future king bow out because mm-hmm. uh, because. Britain doesn't like black people. Let's uh, do that one instead. Yeah. So um, neither are really great. No. But at least for different reasons. I guess. Um, I I feel bad for Megan. I feel like bad that she's like feels like she's being harassed and you know. Um, I'm sure she dealt with some version of this when she was an actress in Hollywood, but probably not nearly to this extent. I mean, I think they are pretty invasive. What are they so, going to do now? Oh, probably keep it hanging out. out with Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, right? just, I'm just guessing here. Yeah. I think they're probably going to be okay. I think so too. Although I would say uh, I've two, well, I've got a news story and then I've got just my own little shot here. Um, okay. I've read that and you got to get it in when you can quick, but the producers of the crown are like, see you in season five. Oh, okay. Wow. Or maybe season six. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When you get, uh, Helen Mirren or whatever will take over from Olivia Coleman and we, right. just, we just push it forward to the present day. Yeah. Yeah. Are they, they, they will oh, do that. Have they cast Diana yet? You watch um, the show. I believe they have. Oh, I don't know why um, I didn't hear about that. For uh, season four, because there's been three seasons so far. Right. And 
And the cast that is currently in place will still be playing the same characters for season four is what I've heard. Right. Um, So, yeah, um, they have not we have not seen Princess Diana yet. Um, We, of course, have seen a young Prince Charles and um, a young Camilla uh, because he actually met her when he was pretty young. Oh, no. He knew Camilla like before. Yeah. Before Diana. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's weird. It's, it's weird. It's very weird, it's weird and it's very tangled. And yeah. yeah, and they like the royal family basically was uh, helped to make sure that she got married to this other guy. Yeah. And uh, it was Charles was not happy about it. And of course, you know, in the and show, now it's she'll never be. At, so what happens when he. <laughs> his mother ever dies i know uh, not that not, not that we want that. For that i'm yeah. just saying uh he's held on for a while and yes. so uh, i think the longest living english monarch at this I point i think right? so yeah and so uh, if he ever takes over he will uh, at some who, point it's is it still i don't know my salic law is it still is it matrilinear like who are his kids gonna like who's gonna take over from him um, I think it will probably be William and Kate. If you're assuming he doesn't quit. Right. Uh, right. Okay. Because Camilla can like share his house and yeah. his bed. Yeah. But she'll never be anything to the British monarchy. Like she'll not, ne- there'll nothing. Her, her kids. If William dies in a helicopter. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, at this point it's, you know, it's Move a done point. deal. But yeah. But yeah. But I mean, if like William dies in a helicopter accident, uh, God forbid. Um, I don't know where we go from here, cause um, maybe we go and bug Harry and say like, "Are you sure? Are you?" Really well, out? I think even he, just as the second son, is kind of far down. But at this point, it's it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't and know if might... you then go to William and Kate's kids or something like that. Yeah, I guess and, you yeah. would. Yeah. Um, and then my thing is a reality show, right? You see yeah. a reality show. Yeah, I know. I mean, it they're not gonna more or less is already right, and as. With their sort of diminished role, because they just said, hey, we're out. And then the crown's like, you can't leave. And apparently they came up with sort of a compromise where they're still technically connected to the royal family, mm. but they can't claim, you know, the royal highness title anymore. Sure. Which It's something similar that they did with um, Fergie and yeah. uh, and Diana both have the same thing. Sure. Like Princess yeah. of Wales, which doesn't really mean anything. Right. Right. Um, so they'll have a connection still, but in that connection, they'll be they'll be doing charity stuff. Mm-hmm. They'll be hanging out with the aforementioned Beyonce. Sure, this is a like a reality show come true. Mm-hmm. Like screw Jessica and Nick. Like this is gonna be yeah. People would kill them to see this. Yeah, I know. And um, and you can just you can get oh, you know what hook up with the Obamas because they got their Netflix deal. Do it through yeah, Netflix. There you go. And this would run forever. This would be a, a follow up to the British Baking Show. <laughs> and you can have total control. Yeah. You know, you right. they can't make you look like assholes. You it's you're all you're doing is just like charity events and sure. water relief or whatever. Right, right, right. And then like, yeah, and the Carters are, are performing and I I would watch this. Yeah. I want to watch this. Yeah. And then you could chart her, a Megan's you know, uh, climb up the mountain back into Hollywood, you know, because she's kind of got to start over. Yeah. I mean, they can put her in the Suits finale or whatever, but then she's got to start hitting the pavement and doing do auditions you, again. Do you think she will go back to Hollywood what, with all Why this? wouldn't she? I don't know. She's got her youth. You know, she's beautiful. She's 
I don't think I've ever seen her do anything, but I assume she's a good actress. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, she could just slot right back in. Yeah. Like nothing ever happened. Right. This crazy British adventure. (laughs) And she wishes she'd never taken. Right. Uh, Yeah, that's my that's my pitch. Okay. So I want a small cut of that. (laughs) Just a co-producer. Right. You know, I don't know. Don't need EP or anything like that. Sure. Yeah. Just get me on there. (laughs) Well, uh, we're the Just Enough Trope podcast. I'm your host, Caliban, joined as always by my co-host. Host. Hi, I'm Yukon Hana. And we are here to bring you all the news that's fit to cast in the world of nerdy entertainment. Yes. And the talk about the tropes that are found yes. in those forms of entertainment. And we got something special this week. Um, do you have anything? I was just going to start. Oh, about our. I was our just going to start quoting uh, 80s uh, uh, new wave lyrics. Right. But uh, I guess we could just get right into the fact that we are talking about. High school entertainment. Yeah. Say movies, but it's not movies specifically because we are touching on the return of sex education on Netflix. Mm -hmm. But like all media these days, it all has to draw from what already exists. Right. Right? Yes. It's vanity. It's all vanity. There's nothing new under the sun. Mm -hmm. And um, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, how are you going to, unless you're going to make a drama about Space Force. Uh, right <laughs> or Elon Musk uh, being on Mars. Right. Uh, there's very little that you. There's very little that's new in the human experience. It, that's very true. Um, and I probably I would argue some of the best stuff is exploring that. Yes. Uh, but we're not talking about that. No. We're talking about high school movies with titles that are songs. Yeah. <laughs> song titles. Yeah. And they're all written by John Hughes. Right. And right. some of them directed by John Hughes. Yes. Can any high school movie be good? By my theory. If my theory is movies that are named after songs are uniformly bad. Yeah, uh, that's a really good question. We're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I know. As far as the John Hughes thing goes. I think John Hughes movies, except for Home Alone, are exclusively named after after song titles. Yeah, okay. Prove me wrong. Um, Yeah, I could see that. Um, I don't know. Um, Is Say Anything a, a song title? Actually, that's a really good... There's probably they probably wrote a song for the movie. Probably, but that doesn't really count though. That's a great point. Okay, I don't know. All right, you you broke the whole thing up. Did I? Okay, well, but but I already uh, said Home Alone. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so maybe just and like, I, I all don't the think, Molly Ringwald ones. Oh, we're having breakfast. Right down at the Breakfast Club. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> None of and I would I'd argue that his National Lampoon stuff doesn't count, so no vacations. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. I would argue that that's true. Ferris Bueller, he wants to get his day off. Oh Give gosh. him the day. Hey, hey. <laughs> All right, it doesn't always work, but she's having a baby. I right. I know. Yeah. That's basically she's having my baby. Yeah. And some kind of wonderful, pretty in pink, sixteen candles. Yes. I mean, how far do we have to go with this? I know, I know. Dennis the Menace, come on. (laughs) And then he just moves into Beethoven, and then it's just about music. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Man, I didn't realize he did Beethoven. Beethoven the dog, right? Well, yeah, but his fingers are in a lot of pies here. Yeah, I know. It's not just, you know, he did that, and he did very, when I talked about it, she was having a baby before. He didn't do a lot of things that were, like, for adults. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess... Technically, all of his high school movies are for adults, but technically, like she's having a baby is about adults. Planes, mm-hmm. trains, and automobiles is about adults doing right. adult things. Right. 
Absolutely. But usually it's... It's teenagers. About teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Molly Ringwald, who we'll talk about a little later, uh, but as in her capacity as sort of the um, queen mother of yeah. uh, John Hughes movies for sure, but just definitely high school movies in general, mm-hmm. has had a lot to say in the 21st century, century yeah. uh, about her role as uh, you know the queen mother yes. of, of these films. And um, uh, John Hughes's weird obsession with her. Oh, that's awesome. Which I don't think we're going to delve too deeply into okay. today. All right. Because we got plenty of other shitting to do yeah. on these terrible films. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. I said the quiet part out loud. <laughs> I don't really, I like, are you a John Hughes film person? Um, I like some of them, like, a lot. Like, um, I don't know. I like Say Anything a lot. Um. I feel like, for whatever reason, um, sorry, Molly Ringwald, but I feel like Pretty in Pink and Sixteen Candles kind of like merge for me, mm. and it's hard for me to totally recall which is which movie. Um, um so, but I feel like I've seen they, Breakfast Club quite a bit. They do merge a lot though, don't they? they? I feel like there's a lot of similarities between those two. Um, How poor is she in Sixteen Candles? I don't think she's I don't remember. specifically I don't think poor. She is. She, but like Jake. Uh, what's He's his rich. name? Is very rich. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they have that moment. Aren't they like sitting on like a dining room table with like a cake with all these candles and they're sitting it's like, like cross legged? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's I think at her house, so I don't think that they're. Oh, so, poor, so she's got poor. a nice. <laughs> I'm just trying to recall, she, you know. The, she lives with her grandparents now. Right. I'm, I'm, this is a comment maybe on the extended atomic family of the '80s, but yeah. Isn't that where they have? And, but they but they're hosting an exchange an exchange student. student, so they're probably doing okay. Yeah, but um, the exchange student portrayal is we were we're not talking about that. Uh, okay, but not terrible. We we've Just got time awful. for that. All right. Yeah, I you uh, you know that I famously uh, was not allowed to watch movies. Yes. Uh, pretty much all through the career of John Hughes. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so I missed. All of these films, basically. Sure. I had to revisit them all as an adult. For some reason, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles was okay because my dad was a Steve Martin fan, which sure. tells you everything you need to know, well, need to know about my dad. Right. Um, and Mr. Mom. <laughs> Mr. Mom was okay yeah. for some reason. It's and, wholesome, right? Um, <laughs> wholesome, uh, but, uh, it's, but it's, um, it's very funny and... Um, I don't know. I feel like people would look back and go, it's um, a a man has to take care of his kids. I know. What? It was a crazy thing back then. Yeah, but I feel that it's a little more balanced than that because it shows the sexism in the workplace of Terry Garr having to go back to work. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Jack, uh, Michael Keaton's having trouble. He's feeding chili to a baby. Yeah, right. And then at the end of the film... He, he does go back to work because there's some yes. sort of upswing. And I guess they probably get bought by uh, a, a Japanese company, right? In fact, isn't Gung Ho kind of like an unofficial sequel to Mr. Mom? Because uh, then maybe. he's got to go to Japan and train them to work. Or, or no, or they come here. I can't remember. Um, but but she, <laughs> Carolyn doesn't lose her job with the Schooner Tuna Company. Right. She actually improves their lot with this great like ad uh, thing that she comes up with. Right. And so they, they have it all at the end, uh-huh. which is maybe the least <laughs> realistic part of it. Yeah, right. 
um, living just fine and two incomes. The baby's not eating chili anymore. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Moved on to other. 220, like... 221, yeah. whatever it took. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. So that's what, we're not talking about that. Though. We're talking about high school movies. Yes. And we're talking about that in our feature, along with our review of some of uh, Sex Education Season 2, which yes. we um, didn't want to uh, blow through the entire thing. But we watched enough to get an idea of what it's going to be like mm-hmm. uh, this year. We're talking about that. But first, I thought we'd talk about a little news. <laughs> attention. Attention. First <laughs> period. This is your news for, did you have that in your high school? No, just we channel did not. one, huh? Just channel one, right? No, we didn't have anything. You like didn't have that. channel one. We didn't have your your school was so rich that channel one said, "How about some free TVs?" And you're like, "We're good." Yeah, we didn't wow. have channel one. That tells me. I don't even me, know what that is. Wow, <laughs> that tells me that tells you everything you need to know about her, listener. Oh, okay. That she was forget screw Molly Ringwald. Mika was Amanda Jones. <laughs> Whatever. In uh, some kind of wonderful. I don't right? think I was that. I don't think my school was that well to do. I really don't. Right? Eric Stoltz was poor, uh-huh. but he liked Amanda Jones, uh-huh. who was played by, uh, which it's weird because there's a song called Amanda Jones, and I don't know if she's named after the song. Or I don't know when the right. song was written, but the movie is called Some Kind of Wonderful, right? which was uh, the Platters or somebody? I don't know anyway, it, it was, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, but Eric Stoltz was from, you know, the wrong side of the tracks. Of course he was. Yeah, yeah. but he but didn't have it as bad as Elias Codius, who was about 35, I think, when he played the, <laughs> the, the, the punk guy in the high school. Oh, my God. I actually don't know how old he is, but, <laughs> but he's got to be older than Eric Stoltz, right? Yeah, yeah, I would think. Um, Eric Stoltz bouncing back from um, losing the role of Marty McFly ooh. in Back to the Future. Ouch. Uh, could have been a big role for him, but oh well. <laughs> yeah, I guess. This is I went back in time after I was able to see movies. Uh-huh. And then I had to learn all this. Oh. <laughs> I see. This is like extra work. See, you don't appreciate it because you had it the whole time. I see what you're saying. I didn't see the darkness of a movie theater till I was a man. <laughs> There's a lot of news, as there always is. Of um, I don't want to just assault people with the news, but is that where we're at? I I hope not. I mean, I'd like to just parse it out. Well, let's of... let's parse it quickly. Did okay. we talk about the Silence of the Lambs series? I don't think we did on the air. No. Okay. Well, uh, CBS All Access is going right up against Netflix and Queeby in terms of what they're trying to sign, but they're keeping a lot of it in house, uh, tapping Alex Kurtzman. Uh, who they have a development deal with to have a sequel series to Silence of the Lambs. We've talked about this. Oh, yeah, I think we you're right. We must have, yeah, because yeah. I remember talking about this. But anyway, it's uh, called Clarice, and you're like, is she going to fight serial killers before right. she's... And I'm like, no, it's going to be set in between uh, Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal, and Hannibal sucks, so hopefully they'll, I don't know, do something. Oh, my but. gosh. I thought Hannibal was great for the first couple of seasons. No, no, no. I mean terrible. the movie Hannibal. Oh, the movie Hannibal. Where okay, excuse they, me. they eat uh, Goodfellas' brain. Yeah, right. He says, am I a clown to you? Oh, my God. Do I taste funny? That's uh, the joke. So I already know about that. Uh, Westworld season three coming out, Ides of March. Although I don't <laughs> think they're even smart enough to know that that's a thing. No, I don't think they're doing that. Although they really should. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
cash in on that. But uh, I'm going to open this envelope and look, it's the Oscar nominees. Oh boy, I have not seen go. this yet, so you're going to get my reactions in real time. All right. Uh, let's not talk about, well, I'll read the Best Picture nominees off and you let me know uh, what, what's, uh, what, what is a tragedy by not being there. Oh, okay. Right? All right. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. I say if you can have 10, why not give the Return of the King nod to Avengers Endgame? Yeah. Right? That would have been nice. I mean, you can have 10 on here. Right. Although I will say that all these films, (laughs) for some reason, Ford versus Ferrari, but they've all had buzz for a long time. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... I think a one, two, three, four, five. They've all been Little Women is probably the latest released of these films. Right. That and Ford and Ferrari. So they're all it's not like the award season, you know, holidays or whatever is what we were waiting for. Right. These have all had buzz for a long time. Yes. Parasite is on there. Um I'm trying to think of like what isn't on there that should be on there. Um <sighs> Yeah, the, the the lighthouse. Yeah, oh the lighthouse, that's a good one. Um you said Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is on there? Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm trying to think of what else should be on there that isn't. Well, if you uh, think of it, let me know. Okay. Uh, lead actor, we've got Antonio Banderas. Uh, no surprise there. Uh, Leo's up again. Okay. That's okay. Uh, Adam Driver, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, and Jonathan Price for Two Popes. Okay. And I'm the- surprised there's nobody on there for The Irishman, I guess, but... Well, see, the funny thing about The Irishman is, well, we'll get to it. Uh, lead actress, we've got Cynthia Cynthia Erivo, who, I have to admit, I don't know who that is. No, but I'm always either. excited to uh, discover new performers. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, is this her first lead actress, Nam? It can't We're the movie be. people. We ought to know. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sorshi Ronan for mm-hmm. Little Women. This is not her first nom. No. Uh, <laughs> I am your sister, but you are my queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Charlize Theron is up for Bombshell, and Renee Zellweger for Judy. Yeah. And we're not going to talk about Judy, because <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. No, I haven't seen but it I want to. either. Uh, supporting actor, Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Why What's is that he movie supporting? about? Is yeah. that about Mr. Rogers? Yeah. Hmm, I wonder. <laughs> Why is he supporting? That's I so don't know. weird. Yeah. It's a real B- Billy Crystal situation. Did that happen to Billy Crystal at some point? Uh, yes, he uh, wrote City Slickers and yeah. wrote a part for uh, for what's his name? Uh, you are my number one guy. <laughs> I don't do names anymore. You got to do names for uh, me. I, I have no idea who that Jack is. Jack Palance. Oh, okay. <sighs> Sorry. Wow. And uh, and Jack Palance won the Best Supporting Actor Oscar. And uh, in Billy Crystal's old words, he didn't even get the goddamn nomination. So. <laughs> Wow. Anthony Hopkins for the two popes. I guess he's the lesser of the two popes. I guess. Uh, Al Pacino and Joe Pesci are going to cancel each other out for The Irishman. All right. There you go. Uh, And then Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Look, Brad Pitt was fun in that movie, but was it a Oscar performance? Well, he won the Golden Globe for it. Supporting actress, Kathy Bates, Laura Dern, ScarJo. There's that dreaded... Or that, or that desired double, double nomination. nomination. Yeah, that uh, might cancel each other out. Florence Pugh and Margot Robbie. Yeah. Uh, director Scorsese, Phillips, Mendes, Tarantino, and Jun Ho. Yeah, that so doesn't surprise me. So got those me. women in there. Good stuff. Yeah, I know. And yada, 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 some other stuff. Well, let's talk about screenplay, I guess. Uh, Irishman, Rabbit, Joker, Women, Popes. Uh, original screenplay, Knives Out, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time, and Parasite. 
So this is just like dominated by Tarantino, Parasite, and old guys doing streaming stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm not particularly excited about the awards this year. It's just like I wasn't really excited. I'm about not the either. Awards. There are just there's a surprising lack of variety here mm-hmm. when that's usually the stock in trade for the awards is yes yes we're going to give a million awards to la la land let's say right but we can't let moonlight slip by we almost did because we screwed up yeah and we can't let like moonlight slip by without at least honoring it with something right and even if you tried to spread it around I, who, would, would you hit marriage story like what it's just gonna yeah it's I think, weird unfortunately i think joker is probably gonna clean up and if joker doesn't clean up Parasite's going to clean up, although it's so great. It's a best picture. It's a best screen. None of the actors. No, you're right. I just don't understand how the best directed and best picture film could feature none of the best performances. Yeah, I think that's weird. Um, I think they they decided they were going to honor the film one way. And and they don't care about foreign actors. Apparently. So there you go. Yeah. Um, wow. Well, let's say we'll, let's say we'll have more coming up in the future. All right. Sounds fair. I used to be a real Oscars historian, and I have not cared in about 15 years or so. Maybe we'll uh, rattle the old uh, brain box and see if we can come up with some statistics about double nominations and wins right. and who's been nominated. Sure. We'll, we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, the big story, I think, is that uh, female directors and actors of color were pretty much shut out of this year. Yep. So yep. thank thank God. Uh, it, that's life. That's life. Oh, my gosh. I used to like that song. Yeah. But it was in Joker, and that movie's way too long. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, (laughs) Speaking of white men doing good, Uh uh, NBC might bring Quantum Leap back for Peacock. Oh, my God. Why? You know what? I want to – let's do that. Let's do it. I want to do it. But is – what's his name going to be? You know, I hope he does, but what if he – what if he can't? Let's. What it, else it's is okay. He doing? You just get his kid. You get the kid from MacGyver or something like that. You just bring somebody else in. Let's have, because uh, uh, the boomers are still <laughs> refuse to die, so they would love this. Right now, it's on NBC. They won't be able to find it because it's not on CBS. But <laughs> let's do. It. We'll go back. It's a please the boomer show. We we'll go back, but we deal with you know. Even, Quantum Leap was subversive. They had that episode where uh, he was in uh, the Navy and and the the guy was gay, right? And he had to help defend the sure. guy. He was printing an underground paper. And yeah. So they they did stuff like that, and we do that. We turn that up a little more, but it's mostly just oh, I used to have a dress like that. All right. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you could kind of they never really cared about the time travel science side of it they just hand waved no. a lot of that yeah but now you could we're more sophisticated you could like don't do whole crazy things where we're storylines in the present or whatever yeah no evil leaper none of that bs but like we could turn the science side up a little bit more and yeah the sci-fi side but they won't a little they'll bit. do 10 episodes and it'll be a you know 10 hour movie yeah um <laughs> I think it could be better as like a mini series, or so that I think maybe that's more along the lines of what you're thinking, or something like that. But it's got to be a a week to week show. Yeah. This yeah. week he's over here. This week he's over there. They they find a way to, and maybe if you wanted to expand it more, even though I'm just I've just told you I'm selling it to boomers. You want to expand it a little more? Oh, a energy surge happened, and you're in the 1300s. Right. So now he's a knight and we're on the back lot and using some of the props for sure. that. Yeah, yeah, Whatever yeah. you can get away with on a TV budget. Yeah. And 
oh, Sam, it turns out that uh, if this, this princess doesn't marry this king, uh, this is going to be a real problem. Right, right. And she's like, I don't want to marry this king. I want to marry my lady-in-waiting. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 14th century lesbians. Right. Wow. Never seen that before. You do one. Um, I don't know. It's going to be great. Um, he... I, I don't know. He's um uh in uh uh I I gosh, I have no idea. <laughs> he he's working in an arcade center and he's helping like this kid who's like a real loser and then by the end of the episode he they, finds out the kid had his trunk was full of guns, but now he's Oh wait, that's not where you were going? No. Oh, sorry. Give me your I was just gonna say he helps the kid get beat the high score on this game or something the like that. The lowest of stakes. <laughs> no, you gotta do a thing where he's <laughs> you gotta do a thing where the kid is just his trunk is just full of guns. Oh my god. And he's like, Hey, where are you going? He's like, oh, I'm going to this thrift shop. I got a bunch of stuff I gotta get rid of. And it's like Sam, you just prevented right. the biggest shooting massacre. All America. right. Right? Okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Or do you want more stuff like the one where um, Satan d- decides to stop him? So he's leaping and he runs into Satan and Satan's like, I got to stop you from, from... And the way that he manifests is he's in this house and it's haunted. So there's like there's like a car that comes to life and there's what? and he sees a dark like twin of himself and then there's a dragon. Oh, right? I get definitely it? did not get see it? this one. You don't get it yet. Okay. No. And then at the end, he's like, oh, I guess it was all a dream. And the kid who's like helping him you know, take care of the house is like, all right, well, I'll see you later. And he's like, okay, Stevie. Wait a minute. What? It was Stephen King. Oh, Because they I were in see. Maine the entire oh, time. Oh, my gosh. It's I thought you Pretty were going to... Not thought, that. Don't do that. I thought you were going to maybe make it be... What's his name who created like D&D? Um, uh, oh, 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 that's a good one. Save that. Yeah. Here we are in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and then later on, he can leap into Tom Hanks on the set of Mazes and Monsters. Sometimes it would be really... Because you always had to have that little check in there. So sometimes it's really dumb. There was an episode where... Wow, I know a lot about Quantum Leap. You do. There was an episode where uh, he leaps in onto a pig farm. Sure. And I can't remember what it is, but I'm just going to guess that uh, there's a son who doesn't want to do something and the father's resentful and he's got to get them to relate to each other. Right. And they do, right? And, yes. And the entire time... There's a ranch hand, a young ranch hand, who's always playing with his guitar instead of like uh, uh, pigging enough, right? Uh-huh. And so they're all done. We're in the last 20 seconds of the episode. Yeah. And the ranch hand's like, piggy sue, piggy sue. Oh, my god! And he's like, hey, buddy, why don't you try Peggy? He's like, hmm, piggy sue. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he's just like. Is that what I was? Is that what I was here to do? And he's like, I guess so. Pew, oh my leaves. gosh! <laughs> wow. All right, we got to call this out. <laughs> uh, here's something we got to cut out. Uh, did you see the Morbius trailer? Yes. What do you think? I'm still so confused. I mean, this is what I get from it, right? What do you What do you need to know? Uh, well, let me just tell you what I get from the trailer. What the trailer has told me. Sure. There is this scientist guy. He is very, very sick. He has tried just about everything. But then, for some reason, he's like, I know, bat DNA. <laughs> and That's the answer to so... We always look in the last place. Right? And then he, like, uses bat DNA on himself. 
and he becomes a vampire, but he's not dead, so he's Morbius the living vampire. I gotta tell you, that's pretty much exactly what happens in the comics. Okay. He's so, doc, Dr. Michael Morbius. Yeah. He's a, he's a hematologist or, or a blood doctor, and the that's the exact, he's got a condition that's, I think, similar to por- Porphyria or something like that. And okay. He, that's exactly what it is. He uses a serum on himself. Yeah. That's from vampire bats, on and he himself. basically becomes a vampire. Yeah. But he's a living vampire. Right. Because he's so, not dead. Yeah. So somehow. Blade like tries to kill him, and then he's like, oh, wait a minute. I guess you're fine. <laughs> and like the design, I think this is from the comics. He's like very like pallid like skin. And then yes, he's, got, he's very pallid. And then I guess <laughs> you, that makes sense for your... most vampires, but- but he has like this upturned nose too. Is that yeah, supposed to be a, like bat-like? Like a batty nose. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. Now here's the thing. Hmm. What's the story? You just told me like the origin. I've got no clue what the story is. Honestly. I mean, if it's it's Sony, so it's going to be the worst thing anybody can think of. Well, we so, see Vulture in the trailer <laughs> yeah, too. Well, speaking of Mr. Mom, yeah, Mr. Mom's know, in it. I know. Which is like. You, remember when you were so excited that uh, Tom Holland cried enough that they put Spider-Man back in the MCU? Yeah. And you thought that all your problems were over? Yeah. They're, they only got worse. Yeah. Because Sony, remember, owns all that stuff. I know. And they own the Vulture and they own everything. Mm-hmm. And so all you did was just give more money to Sony to basically go one more film and then no amount of crying in the world is going to get Tom Holland back in the MCU. Right. And they're going to run off and just ruin everything with their own stupid universe. They're on their way right now. Yeah. That's everybody. Everybody effing loves Into the Spider-Verse so much. But I hope you know that Into the Spider-Verse means that Spider-Man will never be Part in, of the MCU. in Marvel Studios films. Yeah, right. I, I know. So keep t- slow clap guy. Start now. Wait, too soon. Yes. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look great. No. <laughs> it, they'll just do like, and then another guy takes a, a bigger bat serum, and he's even worse. <laughs> so Morbius has got to take him down. Right, right. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know what it's Not excited like. about it. No. Not really excited at all. Uh, did you hear that Billie Eilish will be doing the theme for the new James Bond movie? I did hear that. Um, and I think you and I were talking off air, and I was like, so that's going to be for the new one. And you were like, yeah, it's not like it takes really long to produce or come up with. No, you can usually, they turn them around pretty fast. Yeah. Um, I just hope she does uh, it better than Adele. Um, well, it's, oh, you didn't like the Adele one? I, I was trying to think. it was okay. I just didn't did, like the movie. I don't know. Here's what I know about Adele. I'm making a circle with my hand. Zero. Um, when did t- 25 come out? Did that come out before or after Skyfall? Um, I... That's one of her was, albums, right? Yeah, I think it was before. Okay, right. I'm not 100% sure. Well, I don't know who that. the youngest person to do a Bond theme used to be, but now but it's Billie, Billie Eilish. Eilish. Yeah, because yeah, she's like, what, 18? Which is just yes. insane to me. Uh, people are young, and then they get I older. I know, I know. But just she's like, like an Adele. <laughs> you can I know. <laughs> chart it by her album. But she's like so famous, and she's only 18. I just, that makes me feel so old. Oh, she's got a good head on her shoulders. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know if that's I don't know. Like, I thought she was like 20, and then I found out it was no 18, and that just makes Plus, it Plus, she's been doing this for long enough to yeah. already have had a career switch over. Yes, like when she was 13 she was doing this yeah and it was she was doing a real um 
like Brie Larson singing career type thing. She oh, was boy. like this poppy kind of like eh, goody two shoe. Ooh, I love them yeah, all. Right. And then suddenly it's like blood. <laughs> Something else too is I, I'm sure it's fine and. And I think I think that she's a good singer. I don't really know because all of her songs she's just kind of whispering in or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know if they'll try to make the Bond theme Billie Eilish or if Billie Eilish will, you know, they'll just bring out the Shirley Bassey brass or whatever, and then mm. she'll try to do something over that. Yeah, it's gonna have know. to have a little bit of Eilishness <laughs> that, well, but it's gonna yeah. have to have a little bit of. Yeah. Otherwise, why bring her in? Yeah, no, but don't don't do a, a Madonna though. I don't remember the Madonna. It's like Madonna was in the middle of her like techno dance thing. Yeah. Yeah. Not great. I like the garbage one more than that. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Anyways. Yeah. We don't talk about that. Uh, But anyway. uh, Yeah. So it's exciting. And um, I I look forward to hearing it. Yes. More than the Sam Smith one anyway. Uh, Lord of the Rings has announced its cast. I know. I saw this. You don't know any of them. I don't know any of them. No, they're all no names. Yeah, except for Morphid Clark, or we talked about that, and I still don't know if that's how you say her name, mm, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. And, or I think Charlie Vickers sounds familiar. I got no Charlie clue. Vickers. I'm Charlie Vickers. He sounds like yeah. a Peaky Blinders, Peaky Blinders character. Blinders character. Yeah, it does. Uh, he was in Medici and Death in Shoreditch. Nope. Okay. I got got no clue. Got nothing. Yeah. So... I don't know any of these people. No. <laughs> it's just a bunch of of British people. So Do you you know, I saw somebody post on um social media how um you know uh J.R.R. Tolkien's uh son who was ninety five. Oh, yeah, that is we were getting to that. Oh, but. just recently passed away. Yeah. And somebody was speculating that there will now be um more like more films, more adaptations and everything because like who is really minding the store on whether or not uh who's but minding the store? Be... The people who got mad at Tolkien, the okay. biopic so that just be... wanted to honor yeah. Tolkien and they're like that's not that's not how it works. So so there's got to be more people besides his son who are minding the store, right? Yes. Like, okay. Absolutely. There's a whole estate. Okay. And yes, Christopher Tolkien published like 25 books based on his father's uh original work here's the thing i don't think so okay i don't don't think think that's gonna happen no although we're in uncharted waters as far as just like milking something completely bone dry yeah but look at you could have taken the lion the witch in the wardrobe thing to seven and they couldn't even make it that far so the second the returns stop or like don't meet the the expenditures yeah this is over yeah we're not gonna get down to the children of turin or whatever no it's not gonna get that far well i have there's lion the witch in the wardrobe you bring up a good point like that's something that i feel like the adaptations like film or tv or what have you has never really gotten to all of the books before Uh, excuse me the bbc did the bbc version do it i thought that they just did like the first one i was assuming maybe not Oh, yeah, we, one day we'll get the last battle. <laughs> the most didactic and insulting of the seven uh, books yeah, in the series. I know. Can't wait. Oh, boy. Uh, Priya- excuse me. Priyanka. Priyanka Chopra Jonas. Yes. This is um, the Bollywood actress that married one of the Jonas brothers. Yes. I'm going to say Greg. 
That's not one of their names. And Richard Richard Madden, uh-huh. uh, the guy that okay. played Rob Stark. Yes. And is that a real Blaze, or does he just think that he needs more character? Uh, I have. <laughs> I don't want to insult no clue. a man with a real Blaze, but uh, they are both playing the lead roles. In the upcoming Russo Brothers drama series at Amazon, this was the thing that was announced a oh. while ago. Yeah, uh, that's done in uh, connection with uh, Amazon, of course, and also uh, ITV and a uh, Indian production company. Oh yeah, we've talked about this, and it's called it's called Citadel, and we don't know anything else about it. But if Richard Madden's in it, it's probably going to be like guns and terrorism because that seems to be his thing these days. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Okay, um, I'm excited. It's not going to be some love story about, uh, you know, somebody in the Raj, like he's a British guy and she's a... Right. So I don't think it's going to be anything like okay. that. Okay, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm marginally excited because it is the Russo brothers and I do like seeing their work, but we shall see. Oh my God, we got so much more. Oh my goodness. I'm just going to start shooting them out. Ready? Mm-hmm. Superman and Lois and Walker, Texas Ranger, both got ordered to series at CW. Okay. This is Superman and Lois starring uh, Elizabeth Tulloch and Tyler Hoechlin uh, as Lois and Clark as seen on the Supergirl show. They're getting their own show. Oh, okay. And then the Jared Padalecki, Texas Walker Ranger. Yes. I think we had talked about that before. Yes. Um, And we're talking about it right now. Yeah. um, John Wick TV series, The Continental is on track to come out on stars in 2021. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm assuming it's... uh, not going to be Keanu. No, but it will definitely be, um, what's his name? McNulty, you know, the, right? Oh, you think? Yeah. And uh, who knows? Ian McShane might be like, oh, I got time for that. Oh, my gosh. Ian McShane is like everywhere lately. Don't you think? Yeah, I think that. Yes, yes, yes. I think an actor in his late 60s. I, 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 I All I think. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks great for 70. Yeah, uh, yeah, He's yeah. like, uh, you want to hire me? Uh, yes, I'll take that. Fair. Do I have to play gay? Yeah. I love to pretend that I'm gay. Oh my God. <laughs> but he's not gay. No. He was married to Emmanuel. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, looks like the Amazon uh, Studios Wheel of Time fantasy series uh, production is still in production, but oh, we've okay. got no other word. This is, you know, the TCAs happened, so this is all TCA news. Oh, okay. And they basically just said, we're still doing it. It's like, uh, okay. Okay. Well, well, we'll see it. We'll leave it when we see good it. Good luck with that 15 book series. Yeah. Thought we'd have something by now. Right. But no, we're still working on it. All right. Uh, it's still happening. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, oh no. Hmm. Blow blow the taps or what? whatever the Confederacy blows when somebody's dead because Confederate, the HBO project that Benioff and Weiss were going to work on, is finally dead. Oh, I thought it was already dead. Oh, no. Okay. It's, well, it's, it, it was, it was being circling the drain for, for a while. It was, it was suffering um. from a long malaise, but now it is finally did oh my god i'm glad because i i think that this was a terrible idea so i'm glad it's done cooler heads prevailed there mm-hmm. um the same heads that are launching the house of the dragon in 2022 the game of thrones prequel series if you yeah. like siblings getting it on tune in right in 2022 yeah uh that's a ways off still how'd that one go and dragons i guess I but think- the other one's got like green people and it's up at the first men and yeah i don't know what happened that one didn't with that that the pilot must have been just dreadful for them to be like no you know what i mean yeah but the game of thrones pilot famously was terrible and they reshot the entire thing i know but they must have just decided great we're not cost. doing that yeah and it was it it's like it's like star trek 
first Star Trek first pilot. I don't think so. Right. And they're like, please. And they're like, all right. 50 years later, <laughs> still making money off of Star right. Trek. Right, right, right. That's, if at first you don't succeed, do it again. Right. Exactly. Come on, HBO Confederate. Let's see it. <laughs> no. Um, speaking of things, maybe not getting a chance. Uh, looks like there ain't going to be no Mindhunter season three. I saw that. Well, let me tell really you in the audience why. Um, Netflix has not exercised the option to renew the contracts of right. the cast. Yeah. So it doesn't, it hasn't been canceled and Netflix will, will cancel stuff. Like they, mm-hmm. well, they will come out and say, ah, oh, we're done. Uh, but this is just, they didn't pick everybody up, basically keep them on hold. So if you're Holt McLaney, you're kind of in a Ian McShane position where it's like, I need to take work if people offer me work. Yeah. I can't just sit here. And so it seems like that's bad news for the show because yes. Look at Hollywood today. You think we don't need Coles, Housers, what's his name? I don't know. Holden, Holden Oh, yeah, Caulfield. Holden. I don't remember what Holden's last name is. Some white guy with a comb over yeah. and like a striped tie. We need him in Hollywood, don't we? Yeah. He's got to be in The Irishman, too. All right. So it kind of looks like the show's dead. Well, what I heard was that David Fincher sources. is... Um, pursuing other projects right now he doesn't which, have to do which it. are with netflix and he felt bad uh holding the cast over so they made it sound like it was his decision to let the cast go but i don't know if that's true or not um well but, i guess if they didn't want any any uh, emmys uh, maybe we wouldn't be having this conversation <laughs> maybe not uh but i i thank I god that world's most listless loiterers got that award oh though oh my gosh uh, I, I hope that season three happens at some point yeah me too in good news uh the dark, dark tower series is not going forward on amazon <laughs> okay. I, I don't maybe this isn't maybe it's not that great mm-hmm. i've read the entire book series yeah maybe it's not that great yeah maybe it gets really meta and inside when Stephen King gets hit by a car. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just kind of, he crawls up beside his own ass and right. he's just kind of doing his own mythology. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you would do all that. Who do you cast as Stephen King? Right. Uh-oh. His kid. <laughs> Answer my own question. So uh... that ain't going to happen. It looks like HBO Max is going to have an Aquaman animated series that James Wan is going to produce. Okay. Strange. No, no, not strange. I... Aquaman. <laughs> I know, but... Why on HBO? I mean, I guess they have Sesame Street. They want to be in the James Wan business. Okay. I guess. I guess. Um, is Where's the, uh, see, we should know the answer. Where's the Harley Quinn show going to be? That's not on HBO, is it? I don't think it's on HBO. I don't know if it's well, on It's on a sweary network. I know yeah. that. Here's a non-sweary network. Mm. The Punky Brewster sequel series is going to show at the Peacock. Oh, Soleil Moon Fry. Wow. Well, come on. Let's pitch it. Soleil Moon Fry. Yeah. Okay. So Henry's long gone. Yeah. So is Brandon. Uh-huh. The so dog. it's Punky's all by herself oh now. Oh, Right? Yeah. And Punky has... Did Punky have a kid? Or is she, well, you got to keep the premise together, right? Uh-huh. So for whatever reason, Punky just never put it together. Let's say Punky um, had a, a successful career... Um, as uh, an artist, mm-hmm. uh, let's say that she uh, was a sculptor, mm-hmm. right? And so she's sure. been sculpting, she's doing stuff, and just never found time for a family. Now, a vulnerable uh, girl, it finds herself, uh, you know, 
in Punky's place. Sure. And Punky, without even really realizing that, well, this is just like myself. Yeah. Uh, is going to take care of this kid. And that's that's a terrible pitch, but that's probably what it is. Yeah, I could totally <laughs> I think see this that. Thing honestly. writes itself in the worst way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hope they do something a little bit different, but yeah, I could totally see that happening. Well, if that wasn't tired enough, Peacock is also going to have a MacGruber show and an Adventure Zone show. What? Like MacGruber? Like like the SNL skit MacGruber? Yes. Is it going to star? What's his name? Of course it is. Okay. <laughs> what is he wow, doing? Wow. I don't know. He was in Booksmart yeah. as a favor. I know. <laughs> as a favor to his, uh, his uh, the director's uh, friend, uh, director's husband is a friend of his. Right, right, right. Uh, Adventure Zone is... See, if, if we had pulled the trigger when I said this before, we could could have been us. Hmm. Adventure Zone is a podcast um, where they play D&D. And so it's going to oh. be an animated cartoon show. Okay. And it could have been us. Um, did we talk about how Watchmen is over? I don't think we talked about that yet. I don't want to get that... too into this, but yeah. Watchmen is just going to go one season because Damon Lindelof quit. And here's yep. why it happened. Damon Lindelof, mm-hmm. his name has become synonymous with wow, you effed this up really bad. Yeah. And he did one episode of this, or one season of this series, which, why would you even try? But was, it was all about, like, racial issues. Yes. It was about how tough black people have it. Right. Thanks, bald white guy. Right. Everybody loves it. He nailed it. That's when you, George Costanza... I'm out. Walk away. Good night. Yep. Why would you do a second one? You could, yeah, it can only get worse. There was no benefit to you. Yeah. So that was smart. He made a smart move, I think. Yeah. But for people who like the show, sorry, there's not going to be another one. Yeah, I guess the, the series supposedly ended on kind of a cliffhanger. We are still so. not done yet with yeah. news. So right, let's, let's say real going. fast. Hey, remember God Loves, Man Kills? I've heard of it. It's a really good uh, Marvel graphic novel uh-huh. by Chris Claremont. And Jackson Geese? I don't remember I who no did idea. it. Uh, they're releasing a director's cut. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm confused it, with comics <laughs> what that means. It, it, here's what it means. It, it means that uh, uh, Chris Claremont and Brett Anderson are going to rewrite it basically with a modern day framing device and some extra scenes. What? That's so weird. So it's going to be about gay people, I'm guessing. Uh, the art looks terrible because this covers by Salvador Larocca, which is like, that's the worst thing that could have happened. Okay. Um, reboots well, have reached the classics now. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this. They're rebooting Casablanca. Stop it. This is more like, God Loves Man Kills is like rebooting Night of the Hunter or something like that. Okay. It's no Casablanca, but it's it's important. <laughs> Yeah, um, I it just sounds lame. And That's you can find it on say. Peacock. No, you can't. Wow. <laughs> uh, Peacock will cost 10 bucks if you want to go ad-free. Uh, Taika Waititi is in talks to develop a Star Wars movie. <sighs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why? I don't know. So Everybody hot right now. is in talks for so a Star hot right Wars now. movie. Well, I don't know. I don't know. There are people I wish were. <laughs> uh, we talked about The Banker before and how that was um, taken off Apple Plus, more uh, or less, yeah. right? Well, Apple still has distribution rights, and they're going to release it in theaters in March. Okay. So people will have a chance to see 
the banker. So that's that's the one with uh, yes. Samuel L. Jackson yes. and um, who else? Uh, Courtney B. Vance. I don't know. Um, I thought maybe it was Anthony Mackie, but I couldn't remember right if it was or not. No. No? Okay. Oh, that'd be perfect, though. Yeah. Because his catchphrase would actually fit in the movie. Cash check. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, big the biggest news of all <laughs> this long ass thing of news. I, we're, we're almost done. Yeah. Uh, Disney has decided to drop the Fox name from 20th Century Fox Studios. It shall now oh. just be 20th Century Studios. And I'm like, why stop there? If you're against future proofing something, why not have it be 18th Century Studios? Why not 12th Century Studios? Why, yeah. Why not change it? Because 20th Century. <laughs> why not call is it the past now? Anything different? But now it's 20th Century Studios. Guess what? What? Somebody did not want to work today. Yeah. Bob Iger's right. like, I don't care. I have a massage scheduled. Uh, speaking of Fox, <laughs> Hank Azaria will no longer be voicing Apu on The Simpsons. That's probably pretty good. Let's move oh, on. Okay. It's not even a it's not even a, a news story. All right. Uh, it's about time. Um, here's another thing. Speaking of actors who have been in Disney movies, Oscar Isaac is going to star and produce an adaptation of the comic book. Ex Machina. And my thing is, wow, okay. were you just looking through scripts, Oscar, and you went, oh, how'd this old script get in here? Wait, this is a different thing? Remember Oscar Isaac was in a movie called Ex, Ex Machina? Machina? I, this is a different thing. <laughs> yes, this is the, this is the, um, was it Wildstorm? It was a comic book. It's Brian K. Vaughn. Okay. Uh, let me finish. Uh, and Please it's do. about a guy who runs for mayor of New York City. Okay. Um, he was originally a superhero and he can talk to machines. And all because right. it was written at a certain time, although it's not really all that important, he stopped the second plane on 9 11. Oh. So there's okay. one tower still. All right. And because he was a hero who was kind of doing things secretly, but then he had to reveal his identity, people know him as the hero of 9 11. It's mm. basically like, what if, what if Rudy, Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani, but younger and a liberal? Sure. And then, of course, because Brian K. Vaughn can't end anything, um, it the series falls apart and, and has a effing terrible ending. Oh, great. Fantastic. Very dip- and it won't end that way, no matter well, however they do this, TV show, movie, So, whatever. So this is going to be animated, you said? No, no, live oh. action. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, um, actually, wh- animated would be kind of cool. Wh- okay. Wh- why? Why? Like... Y- Aren't aren't you afraid of like brand confusion? Like people are going to be they're going to call it the Great Machine, which was the superhero's name and is not a very good name for a movie. But somebody took Ex Machina already. That's what trademarks are for. Hey, remember how Kareem Abdul Jabbar is a Hollywood Maven now? Uh, Remember how he was a a producer and I think wrote one of the episodes of the Veronica Mars reboot. Well, he's going to produce a Revolutionary War documentary called Black Patriots at History Channel, and it's going to be about. The unspoken uh, or un, um, poorly remembered uh, black figures of the Revolutionary War period, of which there are many, starting with Christmas Attics and going all the way down. Okay. Um, I mean, that doesn't sound terrible. It sounds better than the Veronica Mars yeah. <laughs> season on Hulu. <Right>? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what else? Uh, Julian Fellows. Hello, I'm Julian Fellows. <laughs> I'm working on a Downton Abbey feature yeah. film sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess after they get done shooting The Gilded Age, which that's the big dice roll, right? Yeah. Julian, eyes on the prize. Yeah, right. You got to get this th- this thing rolling. Yeah. Uh, get get you got to this is this is uh, half and half, right? This is yeah. uh, going going fifty percent. That's when you get hurt. Right. 
But anyway, uh, he won't let go of the Downton Abbey brand, and he wants to do a feature film sequel. Again? I mean, I feel like they pulled it off, but I I guess... And didn't Cousin Violet's like, well, I'm... She's, like, going to die anytime soon. Well, she's going to die, and then... Yeah, right. And then uh, the the Dowager Countess is like, well, I'm not going to die on screen in this movie, but I won't be around very long. Right, right, right. And Julian Fells is like, that's not true. (laughs) You'll be around as long as I say you will. Oh, my gosh. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Here's some really weird news from the world of film. Hmm. Bad Boys 3 has come out. It yes. made about $65 million and crushed Doolittle. <laughs> and also, here's the weird part. Okay. It's good? Uh, that is what I've heard. Like, I've heard that it plays to the strengths of what the original two films did. And <laughs> and it's just kind of more of that. And because of that, it's So not good. the second movie at all then? I don't know. A lot of people, uh, it's at 76% of Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty good. Yeah. And they've already greenlit a Bad Boys 4. Wow. One wow. last time. Yeah. One last time. I, I My feel like- Lowry. They feel like they said Bad Boys one, 4. <laughs> one last time a lot. So. I've heard a lot of people say that like Bad Boys 2 is where Michael Bay really became Michael Bay. And I okay. would agree. All right. Bad Boys 1 is fine. It's a it's a fun cop movie that every scene is takes place at 4:59 p.m. for some reason. Sure. And it's for, it's got a weird like mistaken identity plot in it that okay. does not need to be there but kind of <laughs> makes it more fun. Uh-huh. Everybody forgets Taylioni was in that movie. Everybody forgets that Taylioni exists. Yeah. And it's it's fine. It's a totally fine movie. The second one is a nightmare. It's oh, a I thought nightmare. the second one was supposed to be really good. Mm-hmm. Everybody, yeah. Um you know how everybody loves uh I don't know, fill in the blank there. <laughs> it's one of those. Oh, okay. Uh it ends with it with a invasion of Cuba that doesn't get us into war with the Soviets for some reason. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Um, all right. And all of this has led to a 4.6 plunge in uh, U.S. movie admissions. Wow. <laughs> even though it's this that weird thing now. Even though Disney has made a record amount of money, somehow yes. movie tickets are down. That's so weird to me. But I it's not that weird when you, Disney owns 75% of the IP in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. But if, if Disney's doing so well, then why did the is are the sales down? That's what I don't understand. Because they're the only ones making the money. Oh, okay. So overall, overarching everything, it is down. Yes. Yeah, okay. If there are five kids, five kids, uh, five different lemonade stands on your street, right? Yeah. And then you hire like the the pituitary case in class uh-huh. to go knock over everybody else's stands yeah. and make them into yours. But then people are like, I don't want to buy lemonade from that little thug. Right. <laughs> You're a thug. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and people started buying less than I am. You made all the lemonade money, but it was less lemonade money. I see. So you had a record uh, quarter, summer, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but it was less in less. the market. I see. Somehow. Okay. I don't understand it either. <laughs> and our last story, I thought this was interesting. Chris Hemsworth is getting ready to host a science series for the National Geographic Channel. Okay. Yes. It's going to be called Limitless. All right. And it's going to be uh, pseudoscience, it looks like. Oh, it's my gonna be. <laughs> it's going to be uh, asked questions such as if, uh, what if aging is not inevitable? Or what if it's aging is a d- disease that could be cured? Oh, my goodness. So he's going to aim to transform himself by training for six extraordinary challenges, showing how to fight aging at every stage of life. 
that's kind of weird, I gotta say. I'm not sure how I feel about that. And it looks like it is being produced partially by Darren Aronofsky's Protozoa Pictures. What? This just gets weirder and weirder. Um, and he's going to do a ton of improv because it's just, you get in front of the camera. He's, and he's just, just hilarious. He's hilarious. People yeah. laugh at him. Right, 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 right. Uh, I just... I can't wait till I, I find I out. I am speechless. I can't wait till I find out that, you know, that some um, nootropic uh, drug company is like, is funding this or something it. like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's doing an infomercial basically, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, if yeah. that's true. Yeah. Even if it's not true, it's worthless. He's like, oh, I'm Chris Hemsworth. None of us want to get old, but right. do we have to get old? Right, right, right. <laughs> watch me, what? watch me do some bicep curls. <laughs> like, what? what? What are we getting what out is of this? this? Yeah. yeah, is he going to be wearing a white lab coat? <laughs> but ju- just a white lab coat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nothing under it. I mean, maybe like biker shorts. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. And then Brainy Specs. Yes. And he's like, come on this journey with me as we look to see if. Bless you. Excuse me. <laughs> I can tell that you're <laughs> allergic to sexiness. Welcome to Virtual Theater. I'm Andy Spiteri. And I'm Gooey Fame. The day Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. If you're a gamer, a movie buff, or both, you're going to want to check out our podcast on video game movies and the stories that shape them. Luigi, it's a mushroom. Come on. Trust the fungus. We let you decide which movies we cover via Twitter poll. So be sure to follow us on Twitter at Virtual Theater X. Right, you can hear him talking. They can't understand me, kid. And give us two thumbs up by subscribing on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. The fate of billions will depend upon you. <laughs> Sorry. We are a part of the Just Enough Trope Network. All right, I mean, gosh, I wish the news didn't go so long. How do we, um, do we go back to two a week? I don't know. We do a new show, let's get rid of that, and then do <laughs> the main we, feature. We could, because but that's uh, a lot. I think, I feel like the news is consuming the show, but yeah. uh, never, never you mind about that. Let's talk about the teen movie. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that we kind of buried the lead on this, because what we didn't mention was, when we started thinking about the tropes of teen films, we thought, why are we doing all the work? Let's let Hollywood do the work for us. Right. And so we watched Not Another Teen Movie. Uh-huh. Because we thought, wow, what a what a perfect way to encapsulate, just distill all of the tropes of teen films. Yep. And guess what we learned? Hmm. That was wrong. Yeah. Instead, we boiled down all the tropes of hmm, bad joke writing, borderline racism as comedy yep Tourette's humor yeah exactly that's what we came up with yep I had never seen not another teen movie I didn't know that I had dodged a <laughs> uh, just a volley of bullets yeah you until really now and then I said no bullets come back and get me and then they got me um, I sadly had seen this before, but it had been a while. I but think. you had blessedly forgotten most of it. Uh, yes. As uh, any bad movie that I see kind of gets filed under the unimportant, do not need to remember. I'd argue some of the important ones get, right. get shoveled in there, too. Uh, but 
Yeah, I, I did not remember a lot of it. Um, so it was as if I was watching it for the first time. Speaking of Sony, this was a Columbia picture. Let's go through oh, the dry boy. stuff. This movie was directed by Joel Gallen. If you've never heard that name, it's because it's the only movie they ever directed. <laughs> Great. Although he has done a ton of other stuff. TV. Okay. Um, award shows. You know, he's Weird. directed a lot of like filmed entertainment. This is the only that I could find feature movie. film that he's directed. And it was written by, um, as you can imagine, a team of people. Mm-hmm. I didn't recognize any of the names really but um a couple of them also uh wrote you know um scary movie yeah, or were right. writers on scary movie right because um, this is more or less supposed to be a similar team right but this but this isn't like the zuckers or anything like that this isn't really related to that this mm-hmm. i was surprised because a lot of these like crappy um hey reference joke uh yeah. movies boil down to abrams or or zucker or like offshoots of their like production right you know i'll do it myself right and instead this is weirdly unconnected to to anything like a bunch of guys just got a wild hair up their ass to try to capitalize on the The high school movies the teen movies of the late 90s and we got this and it's not the story has a bad ending (laughs) because we got this movie yeah it's uh, depressing. It, it is. Uh, as we went through, and it's... And predictable. <laughs> Boy. Well, it's predictable when it just draws off of all these other films. And I'm yeah. not going to list all the films that it tries to um, no. make fun of or it draws on for um, inspiration. Mm-hmm. But I did find it ironic that a film that every two minutes takes its, uh, goes out of its way to um, reference another film, um, either visually or through a character was dressed exactly like a character from a famous film. Right. Uh, I thought it was interesting that the overarching plot of the film is just she's all that. More or less. Yeah. Like there's no way to, there's no, I thought that like you would take, cause they have all these other elements that are like references and are there, but aren't like the actual, the actual plot of the movie is just, she's all that. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't any way to come up with some Avengers Endgame sort of ultimate right. combination of all these things. No, right. we just did. She's all that. Yeah. And I know it's like if you're going to take a plot that or 10 things I hate about you are the safest because yes. they're the oldest. Right. Like, in fact, Shakespeare is older than Shaw. Right, so if you're right. going to do Pygmalion, but right. it's, it's still and then it's the movie's framing device, which like makes it all like uh, wink, wink, it works mm-hmm. is John Hughes not only. Is you know, they go to John Hughes High School. Yes. But all these movies exist in their world. Right. Which is not a device that works at all. No. Like the main character, Janie, she likes these movies so much, she pleasures herself to them. Yes. But then when she, in her life, like these things are playing out, she doesn't, she's never. She doesn't recognize them. Ahead of the curve are. because yeah. she, know, I mean, that, that'd be like a delirious situation, right? Uh, right. Like what if she was the John Candy and she's like, oh, I know what's going to happen now because. This yeah. always happens in these films. She could be the trope master. Sure. But instead, uh, no, that's she's just pumpkin tits. Yeah, I know. <laughs> can, except wow. for what we've already said, can you give us a, a, a brief idea of what, what happens in the film? Oh, my God. Um, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head with the she's all that thing. Like, Janie is supposed to be like Rachel Lee Cook. Uh, glasses and a ponytail and paint on her overalls. Oh, my God. Who, did she say no to this? Uh probably there, there are some ask, weird ask her but very weird 
um, I was going to say non-specific, but they're actually very specific cameos that don't really work much at all. And I thought there's only like two cameos. Mm. We're not spoiling anything. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart. Yep. And then, of course, at the end, uh, Molly Ringwald. But they must have asked other people, right? Mm -hmm. Why not just ask? And I didn't. It's the TV's fuzzed out. And I think this is for a reason. Was that an actual shot of uh, She's All That that she's watching at the beginning? Or yes. was that like a recreation? Because that person didn't look like Freddie Prince all that much. Although I'm I think not it sure was, I've ever seen that She's All That. I think it was um, the real movie, but oh, it was okay. like a really bad copy. But, so Right, but why would they make it a bad copy? Though? I don't know. Later on, she watches Pretty in Pink, and it's, yeah, it's fine. Harry Dean Stanton is in that scene. Of course... The a lame but okay joke that Harry Dean Stadium, Stadium at John Hughes High. Yeah, they must have asked Harry Dean Stanton to be in this thing, right? Probably. <laughs> so anyway, Rachel Lee Cook and Harry Dean Stanton, all the three named actors said no. Right. Oh wait, Melissa Joan Hart. Oh, there you go. She's in. Yeah. Uh, what about Michael? Something Hall, Michael Jordan Hall. What is his name? <laughs> Tongues out. Michael C. Hall. What is his name? Uh, F- Philip uh, Baker Hall is that he's in all those Paul Thomas Anderson movies. These three named guys got to stick together. Uh, you're yeah. talking about the Dead Zone guy. I yeah, know what you mean. I, yeah. I can't remember his name. Um, what happens in the movie? Anyways, um, basically it's the plot of She's All That. Um, and uh, her thrown in was some 10 things I hate about you. Like her brother is like, I can't have sex until you have sex. And like, <laughs> um, and you know, we have the clicks and, uh, like we have the guy at the very beginning saying like, this school isn't in clicks. And now we're going to split you guys up into three different groups. And there are so many things in this movie that, that have the shape of a joke. But mm-hmm. then that shape is just filled with like rotten ground beef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I liked that where we got this, you know, it's this group of people. They're all basically just straight from central casting. Yes. And he's like, everybody here is treats each other equal. Don't yeah. worry about it. So let's put split you up into your tour uh, tour groups here. <laughs> all you guys in the leather jacket stand over there. All you, you sluts come stand over here. <laughs> hey, nerds, nerds in the back. Yeah. And then at the end of that, he's like. These are the only people you'll know for the entire thing. It's I know. Like you're, you're even going against the thing that you just said. That's true. It doesn't have any comedic tension after and that. And I feel like there's a lot of that in this movie. So I, I'm sorry <laughs> for making you try to describe the plot of this film. It's, it's hard. How do you there describe is no plot. it? It's impossible. Yeah. But you can talk about the individual things. Um, oh, racism both... is very funny. Did you know oh, that? Oh, no, it's not. I, it's not okay. I'll never blame an actor for anything unless mm. they're also a writer and director. But if you're Sam Levine, you don't need this that much, do you? I, I don't there, think so. There isn't even a joke here. It's a Jewish kid acts like a Chinese guy. <sighs> yeah. But instead of just, you know, dressing like him and maybe saying, uh, boy, I love uh, fast cars and egg rolls or whatever. Yeah. It's like, I'm just going to go so sorry. And it's like, yeah, wow. Yeah, I know. Wow. Broken you, English. You and... don't. You're going to be. You were in Freaks and Geeks, man. I know. You don't need this. No. No, I know what you're I know what you're saying. And then like they had the the token black guy who said that he was the token oh, black. Oh no, there guy. are no token black Oh, I see what you I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I got it. <laughs> uh token. and they like I guess they were trying to make a joke by like changing his hair for like different scenes. Like, was that supposed to be funny? Or we I don't I don't really understand. It's five white guys 
Yeah. Who are forced to, they're stuck now. They got to write jokes for this black character. Mm-hmm. I, it's a good premise, which I, I feel like has been in other <clears throat> things, but you know, you know, of the black guy is like, I'm just here to say whack. Yeah, right. And then throughout the rest of the movie, all he says is whack. Yeah, and so yeah, again, yeah. you've set up your premise and then you immediately violate it and you just go with what you were trying to point out. Right. Um, and then later on he goes to the party and there's another black guy in there and he's like, ooh, sorry, hey, this <laughs> I, I'm the only black guy at this party. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And he gives him his drink. Yeah, he's like, okay, I'll, I'll yeah. see you later. <laughs> I mean, okay, this flashes of good stuff. Um, Do we want to talk about the cheerleading bit that was really bad? No, we don't have to talk about that. Okay. Although I will, I will say that I guess technically Bring It On as a high school movie. It yes. came out before this because they were making fun of this. Yes. The whole thing where the one cheerleader's like, you got to bring it on. And then Jamie Price is like, oh, it's already been brought. Yeah. I thought, I remember that. And I thought that was from a Bring It On film. In I fact, I thought like Jamie Presley was in the Bring It On films. And I, she was not. I don't think she was. No. But um, I feel like that was in Bring It On, though. I feel like it was. It's pretty. Oh, so. But th- it's not a joke then. Yeah. In I fact, don't know. you wouldn't just say. <laughs> I couldn't have been because you're just you're attacking your own title, your own premise. I guess, but I I seriously I feel like I remember it. Being It'd be like in the Irishman if like Al Pacino's like you think I'm the Irishman? Yeah, you're not the Irishman. I'm the Irishman. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Which is a, a scene from that movie. <laughs> it is um, wow. I don't. You know when it was? Hmm. I was about to say I don't know when. The subtlety and controlled over the topness of an airplane became horseshit. Mm. And the answer is Airplane 2. Wow. <laughs> airplane 2 sucks. Yeah. Uh, and doesn't get Airplane 1 really at all. Um, airplane 1 is the one where uh, Robert Stack kung fu fights everybody, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, and then in the meantime, you've got uh, fit Kentucky Fried Movie in there somewhere. And somebody uh-huh. saw Kentucky Fried Movie, which I think was an Abrams and Zucker one, right? Uh-huh. And went, well, th- this is all I have to do. Tits. Right. And then like you go, oh, hey, have you seen a joke? Yeah. Because uh, I want to chase it down and beat it to death. Right, right, right. And that's what we got. Uh-huh. Do you think that there is any meat on the bone here? Like, do you think that high school movies have... Did they? We can we can do this. We can make fun of the things in them. Um. Yeah. I mean, because I think that they. I mean, I, I like a good high school movie. Um. But I do think that they can be rather cliched, and um, they. I think that a lot of them that have recognizable tropes within them, and like have like similar jokes or things that they um, try to illustrate. So, yeah, I think there's meat there. As a trope scientist, I would argue that high school movies can't exist without tropes. Yeah, I, I think that there's <laughs> you know what I mean? that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I, not to insult kids. Screw kids. <laughs> but, like, kids are uncreative. Mm. <laughs> That's why this ain't, you go back to the caveman times. It's like, you can't eat with Ook and friends. Like, All right. These same things are repeated over and over again. But I'd also argue for that reason, I don't know if there's a lot of meat there. It's just why Mm. punch down at kids? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the best. Well, we were shitting on Veronica Mars before, but I think Veronica Mars works because it takes all that stuff and then turns it on its ear because it's also partially 
you know, a noir tale. Right. And so instead of having like g- gangsters and, and dames and stuff like that, you're kind of slotting these high school uh, sort of stock characters into mm-hmm. similar roles. Yeah. Um, or, you know, if you got something like Lady Bird, which is like, or Booksmart, I guess, uh, where you've got like similar things, but it's like this character is smart and kind of socially um, withdrawn, but it doesn't mean that they're like a total idiot like, right. when it comes to social interaction. Right. Or you've got, you know, this character is like the, is an athlete or something like that, but it doesn't mean they're totally stupid. Right, right, right. And then also when the characters are aware of the social restrictions that they find themselves in, then Mm -hmm. you have interesting conflict because they are trying to get out of those things. Right. I never would ask not another teen movie to explore any of these ideas that I'm bringing up here. But, you know, we get. And I feel like The Simpsons did this first, but we get like, oh, what a dog. And it's like, oh, take those glasses off. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, my I God. Know. Well, and one thing I think, I just don't understand why they made this choice. Like, so she, her glasses are taken off and her ponytail's taken out and she's not wearing the paint overalls and all of a sudden she's gorgeous. <laughs> no, that's a, and, that's pain. Don't forget the paint paint on the overalls. Yeah, exactly. Um. But so she decides she's going to look like that for several scenes. And then we get the very, I mean, spoilers, I guess, for a 15-year-old movie. I don't know. It's more than that. Um, can't spoil it. Uh, can't spoil garbage. Okay. Well, it's already the, rotten. At the end, when she's at the airport, she's got her glasses and her ponytail again. I didn't check to see if her overalls had paint on them or not. But she went back <laughs> to her old look. And... Yet Chris Evans still is like, oh, you're hot. So what is it? You know, like, is is are the glasses like really debilitating and make her ugly or not? At that point, Jake didn't care. That was <laughs> okay. the point. All Although right. not, though, because then Molly Ringwald has to come in and tell us that this world is bullshit. Yeah, I know. And it's like, hey, comedy movie, you just assassinated yourself your at the premise. end of your movie. Yeah. Also... John Hughes movies are real, so that means Molly Ringwald is an actress who is in those movies. You are correct. So is Molly Ringwald now work at an airport terminal? That seems to be what you're implying. Yeah, but then... She's not just like somebody who looks kind of like Molly Ringwald, gives them some some advice, and they're like, double take, and then just move on with the film. But like you said, if, if she was real and it was supposed to be her, then wouldn't Janie be freaking out? Because, because like, these are her favorite movies? Yes. Well, she's too busy trying to get this uh, thing locked up with Jake. Uh, or maybe get on the plane to go to art school. Yeah, I know. And I love the fact that they acknowledge at the end, he's like, maybe you should go on that plane. I mean, this is stupid. Like, we're only going to be together, you know, through the summer. Yeah. And then I'm going to go to Princeton or whatever. And right. I'm like, yeah, I remember when Wet Hot American Summer did that. Yeah. Came out same year. Right, right. <laughs> so Wet Hot American Summer is a better high school film than Not Another Teen Movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would actually agree with that, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, That's how that works. Why yeah. was Randy Quaid, who is, he just plays, he's just his character from Vacation, movies. Vacation uh, movies. Why was he in Numb? I, I, I don't know. What was going on with that? Uh, I think they just wanted to play up that he was like a dad who was not really there. It's, it's Harry Dean Stanton from... Pretty in pink. Yeah, he's kind of a, it's kind of a drunk, he's kind of a loser, but he has these like chats with his daughter and, right, and is kind of her moral center. Right, but like why he's like a non vet or something? He's having flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, he's having flashbacks. That's not from any high school movie I can think no, of. No, I don't know why they decided to do that. Honestly, 
and they decided that there is going to be beer cans and pies everywhere. This is a really rough. I'm glad that I watched the entirety of Chris Evans' career in the MCU before having seen this movie, <laughs> because yeah. when you watch it now. A lot of Captain America acting in this. Yeah. <laughs> the emotions that Jake Jake Wyman feels and goes through don't match up to a lot of Cap's emotions. But I feel like people have really dropped the ball not cutting together something out of like that football huddle speech into yeah. something from the You got to go out there. You got to be a hero. You got to do do what you do. Right. And you cut to Paul Rudd. Man, he's really good at that. Right, you know? right, right. <laughs> That'd be really somebody get on that. I know. That'd be easy. There is some part in the movie that said something like Chris Evans said something along the lines like, I don't like making speeches. And it's like <laughs> I don't like making speeches. Whoa. <laughs> Could not be more wrong. So, so you made a bet to make a girl into prom queen. <laughs> I know. There's also one uh just re- th- this movie is nothing but hubris. These idiots thinking that they could pull off uh, this Tourette's humor. But there's uh, one yeah. scene that I call the Bob Balaban scene. It's like the scene in Lady in the Water where... Oh, boy. Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, all the characters live in an apartment complex. including <laughs> apartment complex, including like a very famous movie reviewer for some reason. <laughs> and the whole movie is about stories, right? And so to save the world, they have to like come up with this great story. But the one... Movie reviewer characters, like, stories are stupid. They don't matter. What matters is something else, blah, blah, movie review, whatever. Mm-hmm. That character is viciously eviscerated by a monster. yeah. Because M. Night is really feeling it. Uh, and it's great that he felt it on this, really, like, his first major huge flop. Yeah. That, it reminded me of the poop scene. Ugh. They go through all this... Trouble oh, it's so gross. To set up, I get like, all right, the boys are going to spy on a girl, but we're not going to see Porky's titties. It's going to be, she's pooping. Yeah. Okay, that's, in your world, that's a good setup. But in the meantime, you got the English teacher, and he's like, is this what you people think is, is humor these days? Excrement and bodily functions and blah, blah, blah. And then they crash to the ceiling, and he gets hosed down with poop from the toilet. It's so gross. And I'm like, what are you trying to say? I don't know. <laughs> The third Whoa. teacher is you got you got crap. the critics there. Yeah. 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 Um, it's just disgusting. And we never see that teacher ever again. So No. Why does he have an English accent? I have no clue. Pretension. Yeah. <laughs> He's pretentious. Well, you wrote him. Anything else to say about this horrible turd of a film that's shooting out of a toilet hanging from the ceiling oh, of not, the English classroom? Not really. Um, there's not a whole lot else. I have say. something to say. Oh, okay. What do you have to say? Two thousand one. Yes. It's funny how things work and, you know, we are um, trope masters and so we know media, but like 2001, this movie Mm -hmm. is quoting and referencing a bunch of films from the mid 80s. Yeah. And some 90s. And then the heroics. Well, I mean, yeah, those later ones. And then like the big heroic speech is given by Mr. T, a guy from the early 80s. This whole thing is like a pyramid of references that your audience your target audience is not going to understand yeah that's true yeah what, what's the point i i don't know and they're I know. and i gotta say they're betting hard on anybody remembering varsity blues right and that's such a big part of it yeah i i don't think i actually ever saw that movie <laughs> well you, you know <laughs> i know it's about football that's my like what about, i know yeah they just cast reggie ray 
was in Varsity Blues. He was literally that character. Yeah. And I think they might have had a storyline about him having a concussion in Varsity Blues. They just ported him in from the other movie. Right, right. And it's funny how things can happen. I was going to say, we know that the director never directed anything again, but I'm amazed anybody survived this film. Yeah. I thought that to myself. Then I started looking at the cast and... I don't know if any, I don't think we survived that bus crash, <laughs> crash coach. I don't think anybody did survive this film. Yeah, I know. It took 10 years for Chris Evans to become Captain America. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. the other guy was tiny nippled Vaughn on Community. Right, right, right. Two, two actors, yeah, probably, depending on your tastes, uh, equal in uh, attractiveness uh-huh. and fair John Hughes High School where we lay our scene. Yeah. One of them would become one of the most famous beloved cinematic characters of all time yes <laughs> with with red white and blue underwear the other would have tiny nipples on a failed nbc sitcom i know justice for vaughn hashtag <laughs> that's what i say oh my goodness that poor guy wow and then everybody else i mean sam levine but he's yeah. he's writing now he's doing okay yeah um tyler lee gone mm. gone mm. I think it's her tiny eyes. You think? She's got a tiny eye problem. Oh, okay. Wow. I mean, Kristen Bell got over it, but <laughs> she was in this. She was yes. in that 80s show, which was the oh. sucky one season follow up to yes. that 70s show. Which did not do well. She was in the Taxi TV series, which was a TV series based on the Jimmy Fallon Taxi movie, which was a remake of a French film. Weird. And then gone. Wow. Although she. There's there's some there's some some weird Christianity going on. There. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm not, not saying you, you can't have children, but she had like three kids like that, and then like every huh. time you hear her, she's talking about like her blessings or whatever. Okay. Uh, I guess Jamie Presley did okay, but she did okay by bottom feeding. Right. All right, of her right, roles right. have been this basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, like, I knew it was her, but there is a part of me who thought. Looks a lot like Margot Robbie, you know, like. Well, we're not talking about that yet. Uh, yeah, I'm right, but I just kind of got that uh, from her in this movie. From who? Jamie Lee Presley. I think she kind of looks a little bit like Margot Robbie. Oh, I've heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> Although Jamie Lee Presley could crush Margot Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Lee Presley is like, she was like a dancer or a gymnast or something like before or oh, during. Okay. I so did not she's, know that. Yeah, that's why I was surprised that she was never. She would be great in one of those um, step up, dance up, cheer. Oh, g- sure, bring like it, bring it up. Yeah, I know movies. what you're talking about. Um, but like Julia Stiles was. Yeah, <laughs> what <laughs> Julia Stiles? She to, was huge for a while. Had to there. learn to to dance to yeah, throw her rickety body around. But yeah. and then like Lacey Chabert, I guess is there. They couldn't get Jennifer Love Hewitt, so another party of five star. Is that what they were doing? Yeah, yeah. Party of five right. kids was a Fox. There, there's a new party of five. I don't want to hear about, about that. I don't okay. want to hear about it. All right. You know, what I, I want to do instead. What? I want to talk about sex education. All right, let's do it. <sighs> we didn't talk about Love Simon. No, we didn't. <laughs> I want to talk about it. I'm sure that there were sporadic high school movies after the year 2000, 2001, but yeah. not, not many. Mm-hmm. And you get them now and again, but I feel like now when you have a high school movie, there is a specific like point Mm. like there is something you're trying to explore Mm -hmm. and i don't have a lot of great examples except i just thought of love simon sure yeah um which if you look at it 
pretty much <laughs> pretty much goes through all the same uh, tropes that yeah. uh, we're talking about here. Yeah. They're just not funny. Right, right, right. Um, and I'm trying to think of like other films. Did we, I say Lady Bird before? I think you mentioned Lady Bird, yes. Lady Bird is, you know, it it is a similar situation, but it goes through and it like takes everything seriously. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then it doesn't like, oh, if you've got a guy that's in football, then we definitely have to have a scene at the game or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, in Love, Simon, it's the mascot. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but in like Lady Bird, it's like, no, no, forget that. You've yeah. got to care. Like Timothy Chalamet has a band or he's cool or something like that. Right. But he's only a little part of her life because she's yes. got a whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is a, a, a nice. High school movies have gotten better is what I'm saying. Okay. I see what you're saying. And I think yes. while using the same tropes. And a great example of that is the show Sex Education. Yes. What if you had uh, as much sex Maybe more than not another yeah, team movie. Maybe more. But you took it seriously and it was real human beings engaging in that sex. Right. Sex education. Yeah. Yeah. And real people having real problems. Um, real people. Real problems. <laughs> it's the right thing to do. Right. Uh, and Otis and Maeve continuing their sex Well, without clinic. like retreading entirely our season one review, what do yeah, you yeah, think yeah. about season one of Sex education. What, what did I think of season one? I really enjoyed it. Um, I think it um, explores some interesting things that we haven't necessarily seen before because I feel like, um, I mean, I feel like with every teen movie or teen drama, you know, sex is always there kind of in the background. But I feel like with with this series, um, I mean... Cut to Anthony Michael Hall just holding up a pair of panties all right yeah i mean i just think it is it's more front and center in this and it's not trying to uh paint this picture of like oh there are some teens that are promiscuous and stuff like that and then there are some teens who are not having sex at all and i mean wait sex education well i mean everybody's having sex sex i know that's what i mean Um, which um i First of all, I had to get over my, I don't want to watch teenagers have sex. sex. It's yeah. weird. I've kind of gotten over that. Thank God. What? <laughs> and my uh, Tumblr profile has gotten so much bigger now. Oh, my goodness. No, and I just like, I think I think it's important. I, this might be my favorite Gillian Anderson show. Ooh, <laughs> big word. I, I think it's important that... I don't know if kids watch this. I don't know if I want kids to watch this. But I love the fact that I think that we do need to just admit to ourselves and be open to the fact that kids have to learn about this somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And although, you know, Gillian Anderson in the second season wants to, she's sort of running Formally a, educate. a sex clinic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wants to educate people on the logistics of it. But she wants to do like the, the pleasure side too. Like, here's what you do. It's right. Like, I don't. Is that... Is that what you should be teaching? Maybe the that's kids? where I'll be a oh, fuddy duddy and I'll and I'll put my foot down on that. Mm-hmm. If I was in the PTA, I'm not sure that's as important as like the safety issues because the learning it is the fun part, right? Or it's right. supposed to be. Right. Um, but anyway, I like I think I like the fact that this show is frank about the fact that kids are having sex. That being said, these kids are having a lot of sex mm-hmm. and it's very sophisticated. Yeah. I think Otis's experiences are probably like the most realistic. I yeah, I think you're right. Um oh and then I wanted to say about the first season um I did complain about the first season just collapsed into 
high school tropery mm. where the right. guy likes the girl, she doesn't like him, the girl likes the guy, she doesn't like him. It literally ends at the prom. I, I know. <laughs> I think that was like the most tropey of all for them to be like, it ends at prom. And we also pointed out that they're literally doing something, aren't they? Because this is set nominally in England. Yes. And yet there's, <coughs> I think there's a football team. And yeah, I think so. The jocks wear letter jackets. Right, which this I was is, not aware. Not, no, this is not an English thing. And then Otis and his mom live in this like cottage, like this beautiful like wood like house on a river valley. Yeah, I and know. it's shot in Wales, I think. At least a lot of it is. Uh-huh. So I'm sure that there are valleys like that. But I, they're doing a thing. I think they put that filter, you know, like in a show where. Well, uh, we're in L.A., but we're going to go to Mexico. And they go to Mexico and everything's like kind of orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're putting like a sun, sunny filter mm. on the scenes because it always has this kind of rich, you know, uh, uh, extra exposed color yeah. feel to it. Yeah. Which maybe they only shoot on days where the sun actually comes out and then they use that filter Mm -hmm. and they make sure that everybody's wearing like, hey, I'm going to the dance later. Right. I don't know why they're doing that. Well, Because later they're at a British military academy. Yeah. Maeve lives with a bunch of chavs in a trailer park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, one thing that I think is interesting about this show is I think it's supposed to take place present day. Present time. Right. (laughs) But like the clothes, like the clothing choices they have people wear. Oh yeah, they, they're, they're so retro. It's even the, the like, oh, I'm, these kids are poor. Pfft, no, <laughs> these kids. They're wearing these colorful, deep, like deep fun closets. fabrics. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I, we don't see a it's whole a, lot of. That's it's a choice. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like we see a whole lot of repeat outfits and stuff like that. But <laughs> I'm um, gonna see those jeans again. <laughs> oh boy, boy. Um, but yeah, I think that um. I, I really enjoyed season one, and uh, I'm enjoying season two so far. Um, it's kind of interesting to see, you know, Maeve trying to deal with like her emotions and stuff like that. Oh, and that's very my trophy. emotions. <laughs> I think I feel like they've sold her character out. You think so? First of all, I don't think that she's a great character. Oh, okay. We are supposed to laugh at Janie. Yes. Who may or may not have a gun. (laughs) Yes. The only funny thing in the film that's not funny anymore. Right, right, right. Because of our real world dystopia. Yes. (laughs) Just give us the gun, Janie. (laughs) That's the only funny thing in the movie. Uh, We're supposed to think, you know, she's not like other girls. No, you're right. She listens to Bikini Kill. Right, 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 right. And now she's painting like Rebel Girl is blasting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fast forward to 2020 and we're watching Sex Education and Maeve opens up Upper Locker. What's on the inside of the locker? Bikini Kill poster. Yeah, you're right. So, And she's like reading like the bell jar. Sylvia Plath. uh, When she starts painting, I riot. Okay, fair. I don't... We can start from... A common place. We can start yeah. from the well of, of tropiness mm-hmm. and go somewhere else. And we haven't gone anywhere else yet. Because no. see, her mother, she's not around. Yeah, I know, right? Right? Yeah. And her brother, he's he's no Who good. Who knows where. Yeah. yeah. And I felt like it was interesting when Mr. Perfect and her were having like a you know secret affair or whatever. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, you 
can't go forever with that. So you try right. to do something. But now that that's over, we, I think we've sold out her character. Like there's nowhere for her to go. Plus she's in love with, they're like, what if the nerdy boy was in love with the beautiful rebel? No, no, no. What's something else? What if the beautiful rebel was in love with the nerdy boy? Why would she be? Uh, I, I mean, I, he's he's nice and he's a good guy. Like, I, right. I guess I know why he would be. But if she's got problems and she doesn't know how to figure her life out, I just, she's just, I don't like to see her just kind of mooning over this idiot who jerks off yeah. in his mom's car. I know. <laughs> and I don't, and plus we, we felt like we were going, you know, we, we were at a place of, of breaking off in the first season where what's going to happen when we come back? Here's what's going to happen. We're going to do what every show does. We're going to spend the first couple episodes just resetting. So everything right. goes back to the way it was. All right. Thing is, Jackson, he doesn't like to swim. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so what do we do? He's going to get involved in the school play. Oh, is his name Steve Holt? <laughs> I know. I know. I feel like the show is settling into all the tropes that we just got done complaining about. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, it's interesting, too, because he's getting tutored by somebody who uh, she's really smart, very intelligent. Um, I like this character. Intelligent. I, I wish I knew her name. Yeah. Uh, very academic. And she really coaches him well and everything. But she suggests to him he should find another hobby because most pro athletes are done by age 21 and blah, blah, blah. So he's like, I know. I'll do theater. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, having a theater degree myself. You know, going from like, <laughs> a, a, you know, a young athlete to theater uh, person. I've seen it happen. I, I guess. I, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm just saying it's not necessarily think, a more sustainable job. Chris Evans played ball in high school? No, I'm sure he did. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not like, well, now I'm going to be a doctor. You know what I mean? It's not like. Yeah, but I don't like Jackson's character either <laughs> because they did a whole season of. His his mom's push him. Yes. He doesn't like it. He right. just wants to be a regular kid. Right. Do that four or five times. Uh, and now he's like, what's he going to do? Be in the high school play. Yeah. Guess what play they're doing? Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. Of course they are. Are you guys doing, is this a not another teen movie reference to high school movies? Yeah. Or it could have been. Any, you could have picked anything. I know. And I, I like that the... Um, uh, the weirdo penis hands girl yeah. is like assistant directing. Mm -hmm. You but you could have picked any play. I'm sure yeah. she'll penis up R and J. I'm sure she will. Why not pick something? Yeah, you picked the the most basic thing. I know, I know. I, out of and if you wanted to pick Shakespeare too, why not do something else? You know, like I. It's about love. Yeah. Well, so is much ado about nothing, but it's not Romeo and Juliet. So. And um, the regular girl, regular girl, I don't know. Regular girl. The, whoever the girl is that they get to play Juliet is going to break her leg, and they're going to need a last minute replacement. And Maeve, you're smart. You know a bunch of books and stuff like that. So Maeve's oh, going to end up being. Oh God! I Juliet. really hope you're wrong. They're going to kiss, rekindle their love, uh, and then. Otis will be in the audience and he'll be like, wait a minute, I'm in love with Maeve. And then, oh my God, please let that not be true. See what I mean? Yes. The writing on this show is great. Mm -hmm. The plotting, it's more or less predictable with other things. Great example. And a great example of how stupid and harmful something like Not Another Teen Movie is. Yeah. And how the good work that this show is doing. 
episode three, our dumb character. Yeah. Name I can't remember. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, what is her name? Yeah. Uh, the dumb character is, uh, I don't want to say this right away because it gives away where I'm going, but is sexually assaulted on the bus. Mm-hmm. And she's the dumb character. Lots of dumb things happen to her. Yeah. We see her basically fully naked in the first episode. Mm-hmm. So you think like it'd be easy to not have a lot of respect for this character and the show doesn't have any respect for this character. But... As this show, as this episode progresses, Maeve's like, you were sexually assaulted. And so we're going to go to the police. Yes. And they go to the police. There's a lot of things they could have done with this. And maybe it's not realistic, but the police are nice. They listen to everything that she said. Yeah. We go through this whole thing. They drive her home. Yeah. And then we get, (laughs) this is a little weird, but they start talking about their personal lives. The cops are like, oh, okay. That was kind of weird. And it's just like, it's a great example of if a kid is watching this. I don't care if the kid learns the clock technique or whatever, right, right, but I right. hope a kid sees this and goes, something like that happened to me. Right. You know? Or if something like that happens to me, I'm going to report it. I feel like I can go to the murderer from Utopia. <laughs> and he'll listen to, <laughs> uh, no, a, a, a nice cop will, you need to take this seriously. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like things happen to people and they don't know, especially in this crazy world where everybody's effing each other yeah they don't know what's okay and what's not and this this show which plays things for laughs plays things goofy character this dumb thing that um the stuck-up characters still aren't really three-dimensional no no (laughs) they kind of came close in the first season but this show is unequivocally is like some things are are not okay and some things are important to take care of and I thought that was great. No, I, I think I think you make a good point. Um, but they'll and... sell out Maeve's character, though. No problem. Oh, no. She hates Maeve birthdays. And she loves Bikini Kill. Oh, come on. Um, I thought Otis's gift to her was very sweet. <laughs> yeah. And then she was trying to tell him how she felt, but instead she just was like, I'm going to punch you in the face if you give me another birthday gift. Right, because we have to tease one more time. Said, Otis, I have to tell you something. Yeah. You're a big booger face. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah. As the the on-the-nose music rises. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah. uh, yeah. I think this show is caught between having to be what people think it's going to be and having to be, and trying to be something different. Something different. different. You know? And they need to go full Greta Gerwig with this and just, you know, take off. Yeah. A. Yeah. Be be their own thing. Right. That's what I think. I, I think so, too. Otherwise, uh, I'm, I'm liking it so far. Yeah, me too. Um, Julian Anderson is great. Um, I think a lot of the other actors are in there are great, too. Like, uh, what's his name? Asa Butterfield, who plays Otis. Yeah. I think he's great. Yeah, I um, never uh, wanted to... He, he put the O face in Otis, and I uh, never <laughs> wanted to see that. But here, here we are. Um, And I really like his best friend, Eric, a lot. He, yeah. He laughs relentlessly <laughs> at Otis and makes fun of him so much. I mean, I think even Otis gets fed up with it a little bit, but he's just like, he's not afraid at all to like tell him, you know, you are in a ridiculous situation or you're a ridiculous person. And they had to blow that. through this pretty fast because they had to get him again, reset, get him back in school. But yeah. he's off in military school the other thing where he makes friends with these guys. Oh, what? Then like he Adam finds out that yeah. they, and we don't know, sexuality is is a spectrum. We don't know exactly what's going on, but right. these guys are kind of with each other. And he's like, look, I'm not going to tell anybody. And right. then they plant pot on him, but he refuses to out them because 
not only is I think Adam, you know, at heart a good person, but also that if they want to be soldiers and military guys or whatever, that could be the end of their dreams right, right. there. Right. So they go through and they march all the way out to the end of the gate. And then he's like, no, screw it. These guys are jerking each other off and it's not my pot. Right. And then the guy's like, well, some some things are best best left unsaid. Right. Rum sodomy in the lash or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, oh, how many turns did we go through there? After all that, it didn't matter. And I'm still in trouble with my dad. Yeah. Right. That's, exactly. That's great. I guess that's plotting. Okay. Some good plotting. <laughs> But, of course, it's all in service of just bringing him back to the show. I know. So he can see uh, Eric with his new boyfriend. Yes. And be like, whoa. And it's like, they had, like, one thing. I know. And then he's just back to being a jerk to him. So Well, because it's a reset. I know. I know. I Yeah. I do feel bad for him. He's trying to do the right thing, like, with his dad and clean his car. Although, I don't know why he decides <laughs> to do it, like, right before his dad goes to work. But... He left the window open and his dad's like, God dang it, you know? Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, but. um, I think it's pretty much it. We find out that the English teacher is sleeping with the drama teacher. Yeah, Slash health weird. teacher. Yeah. Which, which is like, I guess we have to like find other things to explore here. Yeah, I know. And then like Adam's mom like almost seeks out advice from. Uh, Otis's mom, Jillian Anderson, who's the sex expert. How long do you think the show can go? Oh, I guess it depends on what year they are in high school, which I don't know that we actually oh. ever explicitly explored. Sex application Ooh, that they go to college. I see what you're doing. I think that three would be perfect. Because you've got Otis is, you know, emulating his mom, doing what she does at school. Yeah. Now she's at school and they're kind of uh, uh, competitors without knowing it. Yeah. She doesn't know about it. Then we break that at the end of the second season and we have the third season fallout. And I guess guess he dates his new stepdad's daughter. I know. It's It's uh, weird. She needs to get, Jean needs to get on that. No matter how open-minded she is, we need to figure out what's going on here. Yeah. And Jean, you need to probably step aside but <laughs> um do you have a favorite high school film oh wow um that's a and hard one make it fast um well i gotta say when i was in junior high and high school it was either empire records or oh, mall rats um oh, but oh. um so Empire Records, they never actually go to school. Mall rats, a bunch of 25-year-olds pretending they're in high school. Yes, and they also never actually go to school in no. that movie. Okay. Um, otherwise, I think I would say um, 10 Things I Hate About You. Um, really like that one a lot. I used to pick the Larry Miller. Yeah, well. How about you? Do you have a favorite? I was going to say uh, Lady Bird. Um, oh, okay. That's a good one. Ginger Snaps? <laughs> I guess I could see it. Yeah, that's a good one. I like Ginger Snaps a lot. Ginger Snaps takes some of the tropes that we know. I mean, it's, you know, we're with the, the nerd kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it takes a pretty kind of obvious metaphor. Oh, yeah. Uh, like you know, puberty. Puberty and is, like is lycanthropy or whatever. Right. Uh, but, man, it steps on the gas. It goes the whole way with it. Yeah, it totally does. And there's a great relationship between 
which you kind of have to throw out once it becomes a full-on horror movie, but between the mom and the daughters, because she doesn't really know exactly what's going on, but I feel like their relationship is sort of realistic Mm. in that she's kind of supportive of their stuff, but then she's also like, you guys have to to get your shit together. Like, what's going on? Well, and I I think it's... I think you bring up a good uh, topic, too, because I think it's kind of rare for teen movies for the relationship between the teens and the parents to actually be realistic. Like, I'm even, like, you know, I'm looking at the ones that I just mentioned, and they're weird, you know? Like, um, uh, at 10 Things I Hate About You, he's like, oh, like, what they said in another teen movie, you can't date until your sister dates. And, like, there's no way your sister's going to date because she's a roaring piece of work, you know? And, like... Book smart. Yeah. They're, they, they oh, honey, let's... <sighs> right. We think that you're gay because you have a friend? Yeah. <sighs> Which is weird. Like, well, all girls have risked. friends, yeah, well, whether they're gay or not. not so. as far as these parents are concerned. Yeah. And uh, Lady Bird, she literally... You know, basically, like, no, what her her mom doubles back? I can't remember what happens at the end of Lady Bird. But anyway, yeah. she she it opens with her jumping out of a car to get away from her mom. Yes, and then she finally she makes it all the way to to New York City to college and, and stuff and calls her mom. Yes, uh, to say that uh, to thank her for everything that she did. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I gotta we gotta stop talking about this. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, I don't yeah. want to say uh, you said it's rare. A medium rare? Oh, uh, well, it's I mean. It's werewolves. M- oh, jeez. So there we go. There's no reason for us to have specifically gone through every trope in science, right. science fiction. Science fiction high school. Ooh, weird science. Cut this out. Science fiction high... No, not weird science. <laughs> they, ooh, they left weird science out, didn't they? They did. There wasn't any weird science. At one no. point, the, the the nerds, for no re- And this happens. Like, the nerds are just doing their thing, and none of those actors ever did anything after this. Wait, it meant Sam Levine. We already talked about that. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then the one guy was in an episode of Mad Men or something, because he's got that, like, Dunder Mifflin face. It's not Dunder Mifflin. It's what is it? What Sterling is it Cooper. Called? Sterling Cooper. Yeah, says. yeah, yeah. But like suddenly they're in the t- detention, the library, yes. and yeah, we're dumb. But then what if they went home and put on lab coats and then, you know, we've been working on this. I love the ex- exposition at the beginning of these scenes to make them work. You know, we've been working on this perfect girl project, right? right? And so they put all the things, and then the smoke comes out, and it's 2001, so it's Carmen Electra, right? Yeah, and yeah. She comes yeah. out, and she's like, "You boys wanna? Well, no, no." She like whips them, and it's like it's <laughs> it's too much. It's more than they bargained for. Right. That's the formula in these movies. <laughs> Um, I, that could actually have been kind of fun. I still want science fiction high school. Yeah, I, I like that. It's everybody. Buck Rogers is the quarterback. Oh, I see. Right? Mm-hmm. Deja Thoris is, she's not like other girls. Oh my gosh. Right? She's Victorian, uh, topless. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Barbarella? El Sprague de Camp presents. Yeah. Science fi- Ooh, Barbarella. Yeah. She's the slut. Okay. Cheerleader. Yeah. Captain. Uh-huh. The cheerleading squad. Should we All cut right. this out? Because <laughs> you want to work on it. It's it's a it's an IP nightmare. You can never uh, get it all together. 
<laughs> and plus, Alan Moore already did it, probably. Oh, right. Good point. He's got that bottom drawer. <laughs> you pull it out on a rainy Next day. Next to his magic wand. It. Yeah. He's like, someday, someday I'll publish this. <laughs> My Alan Moore. Uh, join us on the social medias at Facebook and Twitter at Just Enough Trope. If you like the show, uh, let us know. And also, we've got a Discord. This yes. is that place that you go. The kids have let me know about this, mm-hmm. where you can communicate with other people mm-hmm. if they like the things that you like. That's right. It's a discussion group. Yep. And it's even got chambers. It, Let's yes. say that you only want to talk about high school. Fa- I don't know if we have a thing for that, but and I know no. that we have a channel for movies. And for uh, film and video games and all these topics that often come up on this show, uh, you can talk about there. So check out the link in the show notes for our Discord channel uh, for the Just Enough Trip Network. Join us there. Uh, However you get the show, if you listen on a listening platform or service, subscribe to us there. That's the best way to get the show. It comes to you as soon as it's ready. Uh, Also, if you're on those services, give us a review and a rating. Mm-hmm. It's really not for us. Not for us. Right. It's for those services. Yes. That's how they know. Yes. That's how they know we're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. And we move up the ranks. That's and, correct. And um, this is the, our 2020 pledge is that we're going to beg you for ratings and reviews. Yes. More because we have not done that. We've been lax on that. And apparently we need to do that because people don't think to do it. And that's right. So the call to action is... Give us a review. That's right. Give us five paintings <laughs> that are just stick figures. Yes. But the joke is she's furiously throwing paint, paint at the canvas and pull back and it's just a stick figure. I know. I actually thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, you like that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I didn't think it was minimalist enough. Mm. It should have been even less. Oh, okay. You know, smaller... Yeah. Maybe monochrome, <laughs> you know. Okay, sure. Have, let, let me know that we couldn't possibly have gotten here from there. Right, right, right. That would be the joke, right? Right, yeah. But instead, she's just like wildly throwing all this paint down there. And I uh, know. And I don't know if you noticed this or not, but like the time when... Um, or it's yeah. the Mona Lisa. Right. Right. Uh, with time when Chris Evans comes down and she's painting and she doesn't have the glasses on anymore. In the background, there are a bunch of her paintings like okay. around the basement, and they're all stick figures. Okay, yeah, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't do much for oh, me. Okay, <laughs> all uh, right. I like that Janie got a gun though. Uh, so give us five stars instead. Uh, we'd appreciate it. We'll be back next. De- Ooh, we'll be back next week. Yes, to talk about my speech impediment. And no. until then, we're signing off. I'm Bimplos Kazvan. <laughs> I'm Co-host Mikanana. Keep the geek fires burning. <laughs>